0: From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Hey chickens Uh, We are still watching Remembrance of the Daleks Davros has just been revealed As uh, being inside The Emperor Dalek Um, Amazing Which kind of explains why those Daleks Have had so many more modifications Because Davros is nothing if not A tinkerer Um, He loves to fiddle about Uh (laughs) Make things, in inverted commas, better than they were. Um, So, yeah, wonderful reveal. Uh, So, uh, at Mike's house, uh, Ace has popped in to have a look for him. Um, And there's tense music, so we know something bad's going to happen. Mike's behind the door with a gun that he pulls on her. Uh and he says he would shoot her if he had to. Oh, Ace, you've really fallen for one here. Um, the doctor, meanwhile, tells Davros, the Emperor Davros, that the hand of Omega isn't to be trifled with. Uh, Davros is gonna use the hand of Omega to turn Scaro's son into a source of unimaginable power. <laughs> the doctor just mocks him. He's like, he goes, Yes, you want this and unlimited that, <laughs> and unlimited rice pudding. <laughs> It's a very funny moment. Um, Davros is furious at the Doctor's mockery, so he orders the Omega device activated. The Hand of Omega heads to Scaro's son and uh, apparently goes out of control. Um, the sun explodes, vaporizes Scaro. Oh, my God, this is bleak. And then the Hand of Omega returns to the mo- mothership. Um, oh, my God, what is happening? Like, the, has the Doctor just blown up Scaro? The Scarrow's son and Scarrow. So Davros thought the Hand of Omega was going to turn Scarrow's son into the same kind of black hole that's the Eye of Harmony, you know, that they use on Gallifrey to power all of their uh, Time Lord machinery. Because I did, I I don't know if you remember, I think it was maybe during the um, Doctor Who, the movie, the Paul McGann one, I had a theory that, all of the um, <laughs> all of the Time Lord uh, Tardises, all of their things were all linked. Like the because they went into an eye, the Eye of Harmony inside the Doctor's Tardis, and I was like, well, what if they're all the same Eye of Harmony, and somehow all of the Tardises are linked as one big, you know, network of time. Wibbly-wobbly-timely-wimey. Anyway, if you want to hear a- how that actual theory went, it was back in episodes 148 to 155 of this podcast. If you're a recent convert, then you can go back and listen to the old ones. Um, anyway, that was my theory, I think. Was that my theory? Does anyone remember? I don't remember. I'm not going to go back and listen to it. I was there when it happened, but I don't remember it. Um, uh, but, yeah, the, <laughs> the wibbly wobbly whimey. wimey um, So, that's what Davros was hoping, I think, that the Hand of Omega would do. Uh, But the Doctor had obviously programmed it to blow up their sun and destroy their entire planet. Like, if this isn't a very early salvo in the Time War, I don't know what is. Um, I mean, I guess the Time War happens with his next regeneration, uh, is with the Eighth Doctor. So, very much we are heading into... Uh some time war shenanigans. But yeah, this is like this is bleak. Like this is a very kind of big thing for the doctor to have done. You're just like, what? Um so the hand of Omega is heading back um to the mothership. Uh it is kind of freaky. Um and uh <laughs> the Davros obviously is freaked out um, He's begging the Doctor to stop And the Doctor hangs up on him Oh my god Bleak uh, So the so Davros abandons ship The Emperor is like abandoning ship Gets on his little Emperor shuttle As the Hand of Omega returns And blows up the entire mothership um, And then the Doctor says The Hand of Omega is returning to Gallifrey Oh dear um, so does that mean Davros got out of this? I mean, he gets out of everything, doesn't he? Uh, <laughs> so at, um, the boarding house, the doorbell rings and, uh, Mike tells Ace to stay put. Um, and Mike answers it and it's the little girl with the nasty Alice band. And she zaps him with her electric fingers. Uh, she gives him a bit of the old, uh, <laughs> Emperor Lightning fingers. Lock out! Um... The Doctor and Gilmore uh, pull up to a laneway where the Black Dalek is apparently the last of the Renegades remaining. Geez, that uh, Special Weapons Dalek did make short work of them. (laughs) There's just the boss one left. Um, The Doctor tells it that it's been defeated. Scar is destroyed. Davros is dead. Uh, Meanwhile, the little girl is advancing on Ace and shooting electric fingers at her. Luckily, Ace is a bit more nimble than Mike and she ducks and a mirror is the victim. Oh no, seven years bad luck. This is a disaster. Um, The doctor has convinced the Black Dalek that he's been defeated and has no purpose. And it starts to just spin around and glow and smoke's coming out of it. And that also is happening to the little girl. Like, she's holding her eyes with one hand out in front of her and spinning around. Um, And as the Dalek disintegrates, she kind of falls to the floor crying and Ace comforts her. Uh, And then we see Mike dead in the hall, his eyes bugging out. Um, And uh, the Doctor says, uh, in the laneway, says, ashes to ashes. And pokes at the dust that was the Dalek with the end of his brolly. Um... At the graveyard, uh, so it's a bit it's a bit later now. There's a service, which I guess is for Mike. I'm presuming that's what the it's who the service is for. And the doctor and Ace are hanging back. She wants to know if they did good, and he says perhaps time will tell. It always does. And that's it. That's the end. Oh wow! Did we enjoy it? Did you like the remembrance of the Daleks? I know it went for four hundred years, but. It was Block. Um, <laughs> it was very I just I absolutely adore it so much. Like it is it's a I know it's kind of massive and silly and over the top and it's yeah. Like I I honestly feel like there's something in this kind of new attitude um towards Doctor Who that I yeah, I feel like this kind of has... Is is where the current series kind of got most of its, you know, way of behaving from. Like, this is, you know, the Doctor's a, a bit mysterious. He's kind of got a, you know, knows a, a bit about what's going on. Like, you know, the tenant Doctor knew everything all the time. Um, and, I mean, even Christopher Eccleston's Doctor was a bit of a know-it-all. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the doctor being a bit more knowing, cause that's, that was one of the things that kind of started to happen, um, you know, with the doctor's character sort of in the, like in the Peter Davison era, he always seemed a bit behind the eight ball. Like he was always a bit confused by what was going on. Um, uh, and that's one of the things I kind of liked about the Jodie Whittaker era is that she... Was had all the bravado of, like, a tenant. It's like, oh, yeah, this is going to be this and that and the other thing. And then it was like, oh, actually, it's not that at all, is it? <laughs> like, I kind of liked that there was, you know, that sort of assumption of what was going on, realising things were not what she thought, and that there was something exciting about that, like that that was, you know, a delight. But, um yeah, I very much enjoy the... uh plotting and planning that goes on with the Sylvester McCoy doctor here it just feels like it kind of gives the show a more mythic sort of quality like it feels you know like it's it's you know normally a dalek story is essentially a couple of actors hiding behind a stage flat while some daleks roll past and pretend not to have seen them um which literally they can't because it's a little man on a tricycle uh- <laughs> But, you know, it's usually very studio bound and it's, you know, it's kind of like trapped in small confined spaces. Um, but, yeah, having like a giant explosion in a laneway, a special weapons Dalek, like blowing up the whole of the Dalek's home planet, Scarrow. Like, it's a lot. It's a big, enormous kind of thing, even though it's just happening in a, like a, a bunch of laneways technically in 1963. I love that the that Doctor Who now has lived long enough as a TV show at this point in um, 1988 that it can travel back in inside its own timeline. <laughs> like this is the first time this is the first time it's ever been back in its own kind of like time span. Like I know since then we, it it's gone back to those kind of places and times a lot, but yeah. Oh, all right. Um, let's let's have more uh, of how we feel about Remembrance of the Daleks, plus some more of your uh, messages about various other things in the next episode. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.